Tonight, Survivor Know-It-Alls is brought to you by Hover.com. Domain management made simple. Save 10% on a new domain name when you use discount code ROB. The smartest guys around are about to break it down like they want the game a million times. Well, actually, they didn't really win the game at all. Survivor no it All right, yes, Survivor Know-It-Alls are live here on Woo! Wednesday night, October 23rd, live after episode number six of Survivor Blood vs. Water. I am uh, Rob Cistronino, and uh, here he is. Uh, it's Stephen Fishback. Stephen, how are you? Hello. Hello, I'm Stephen Fishback here. I'm well. How are you, Rob? How are you, Robert? Yeah, Stephen, you're very, very official tonight, very formal. Yeah, trying to, you know. Bring some authority to that. I've been listening to some podcasts, Rob, and everyone who, you know, the podcasts are like the most, they speak in a really deep, authoritative voice. So not I'm, this I'm one. To, not this one. Yeah. Very unauthoritative. <laughs> well, shouting, yeah. Maybe, I think you should have, like have a cigarette also as you, uh, yeah. po- as you podcast from the, uh, the bamboo room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how are you, Rob? Doing, doing very well, Stephen. How are you? This is, this season of Survivor is so great. It is, every episode has been uh, a phenomenal. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I hope we don't have like a reverse Caramoan where on Caramoan we had sort of like a busty pre-merge and not the good busty, uh, but uh, sort of like a very boring <laughs> pre-merge game and then an exciting second half of the game. But I feel like we're going to have a, um, on both ends, I feel like we could have a very exciting season on our hands. Now, Jeff Probst just gave an interview where he said something happens this season that has never happened in all 27 seasons. I thought he said now, granted, some, something happens that, because uh, I read the same interview in The Hollywood Reporter, I thought he said something yeah. happens that's only happened one time before. Oh, I thought he meant that this was the one time. Oh, I don't know. Okay, well, we'll have to get clarification from Jeff Probst. Either way, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes more sense. You're right, because he did say it's happened one, uh, I don't know. What, what, what do you think? But the thing is, Jeff throws these these things around, right? He throws these uh, these promises around. So this could really be, this could be anything. You know, like he said, there's something that's never happened before, and it was Monica burning the clue. Uh, you know, it was cool, but it wasn't game-changing. <laughs> epic, epic. And it's happened yeah. 19 times since then. All right, so we've got a lot to get to here on our Survivor Know-It-Alls Live. We wanted to get your questions here during the show. Use the hashtag RHAP. Jessica Frey is monitoring Twitter because uh, we want to hear what you guys have to say. We've got the chat room going on robaswebsite.com. And, of course, we love getting your comments on YouTube. So uh, go ahead and uh, give us your comments. We can bring those onto the show by the end. And even after the episode is over in the archives, uh, we love to get your comments on robaswebsite.com and on YouTube. Okay. So, Stephen, uh, let's jump right into this tonight. A lot to discuss here tonight. Once again, another exciting tribal council. Uh, here we go. Cat is the latest person to go home. And, Stephen, did Tina and company make the right call? This was a tough one for me to analyze, Rob. And, and, and the reason is because I can really see both sides of the story. You know, um, on the one hand, you have uh, Vetus who comes in 
and he's made no mistakes, but he also does not have a, uh, a long-term you know, established trust with the alliance. And so on the one hand, you can say these people are being gulled by this guy. He, you know, it, I think it's a very common mistake that happens on Survivor. You meet someone new. You like him. You're kind of sick of the old people. So you turn on the old because you're excited about the new when really they're just there to, uh, to, to get you out. The problem is Kat isn't just a little bit squirrely. She is fully targeting Monica, who is fully part of uh, you know, Tina's alliance. And I think for Kat to even start raising Monica's name at this point, when there is such an obvious boot in um, in, uh, in 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 Vetus, is is really bad gameplay by Kat. And I think it was the right move ultimately, because you know this is not Otis rallying his alliance to take out Laura Moret. You know, Kat is not in the dominant position that Otis is. She doesn't have the guile that he does. She makes a bad move. I, I think it's the right call. Take out someone who's who's Weasley. You know what, Stephen? I went back and forth on this, and at first I said this is not such a great move because you you have Cat who's with you, and then you have Vetus who's definitely not with these women. And then right. once it gets to the merge, but then I thought about the people that are involved in this, and you've got Monica, who I still think no matter what, it's probably a good move for her because Kat seems to have a grudge against Monica, and Kat's right. going to always be working against Monica. But for Tina, when you think about this, who is Tina's closest ally in the game? Um, Katie. Well, besides her daughter. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I was being facile. It's Otis. So, right, of course. So, the the with the Tina and Otis combination, the new Tina and Colby, the only two pairs uh, yeah. in the game that really still have their loved ones intact. There's somebody else, right? There's another pair of loved ones, right? Um... There's Laura Moret and Sierra, but oh, yeah. you know, and now, yeah, you know, right, now right. Hayden and Kat. Yeah, so the only two pairs in the actual game are, T are Tina and Katie and Vetus and Otis. Well, and Kate, Hayden and Kat at this point as well. Right, and but by taking Kat out of the game, Tina keeps her and her ally as the only two people with pairs, and unbeknownst to them, that they what they don't even know is that the people without pairs are plotting to take out Otis. Uh, it really, I think, is a great move for Tina to keep Vetus around, who's the brother of her top ally, who then creates a really a, a powerful foursome, assuming Vetus wants to play ball, of Otis, Vetus, Tina, Katie. Well, and we know that Katie and, and Vetus, you know, they obviously have history coming from the same tribe. And that goes to one of those things where, you know, I wish we had seen more of Tina's motivation in this. You know, we, we really only see her sort of throwing Kat under the bus. But I agree, it makes perfect sense from Tina's perspective. You know, my number one is Otis and, uh, you know, save Vetus. On, and I don't believe that this topic has never come up. You know, on Survivor, you speculate endlessly about the possibilities. Well, if this happens, then we'll do this. And if this happens, then we're going to do this. I am sure they have talked about if there is a swap, we will look out for each other's loved ones. And that's what I think is happening here uh, to a certain degree as well. You know, probably Vetus has said, you know, if there's a swap, look out for, uh, or Aris has said, you know, look out for Vetus. You know, and, and everyone has made those, those bargains. I, I, I would be shocked if that had not happened. 
and they just haven't had time to show it. Yeah. Furthermore, I'm sure when Vetus gets there, I'm sure Tina must say, hey, you know, I'm, your brother and I are actually very close in the game. And so I think that Vetus has to know that he definitely has an in with Tina and Katie and Kat just opens the door and Vetus barges in. So I want to ask you, Stephen, give me the percentages. I know when you when you write your column, you figure out all the angles. So yeah. what percentage of this was Vetus playing well and what percentage of this outcome was Kat playing bad? Well, I, I actually am dividing it up with three. I'm getting in 33, 33, 33. And, and I think 33 is Kat playing very badly and making a move on Monica. And we saw, uh, you know, opening the door to uh, Tina to sort of, you know, run interference. Um, I think 33% is, you know, Vitas playing, you know, exceptionally making, he makes it easy for the women to keep him. You know, he, he lays back. He builds trust. He brings out his whole uh, "I used to be a druggy story that everyone seems to love." And, uh, and and you know, at tribal council, he just perfectly digs in the knife. And then I think there's actually a third person who deserves credit, and that's Monica, because ultimately she has built up the trust and the bonds in her tribe, so that as soon as Cat starts talking about her, she hears about it and she can make the decision. I'm going to take out this threat. So I think that you know to not give Monica you know some some credit here uh, would be doing a disservice. You know we saw more about from Cat, we saw more from Vetus, but I think Monica deserves a lot of credit. Uh, one other question I can have. can I give you my split? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I will give. I'm going to split this up. Uh, give me seventy percent bad play on Cat, twenty uh, percent good play on Vetus, and you've talked me into five percent good play on Monica. Well, there's a five percent left over. Oh, uh, give it to give it to Cat playing bad then. Put it <laughs> I think Monica deserves better than that. I think the fact that you know Vetus didn't make the decision and Cat didn't make the decision. It was Monica and maybe even Tina who made the decision to vote who they were voting out. And I think you need to give them credit for making the right move rather than you know putting all the agency on the people who either were or weren't going to be eliminated. No, but cat was real. Cat was really bad though. And it hurts. It hurts me to say it. Cause I, I like cat and not just because she looks like Miley Cyrus uh, that I, <laughs> I, I do. I'm a, I'm a cat fan. Uh, and, and she just, uh, she can't stop. She won't, she won't stop uh, putting her foot in her mouth in this episode. So uh, go ahead, Steven. I just have this, this, this burning question that you can tell that I can hardly keep in me, Rob. It's, what about Laura Bonham? Why is no one even talking about her? I don't know. She's a floater. She's a floater. Well, but if you had to choose, I almost think that Laura Bonham is more dangerous than Kat in this situation. You know, yes, Kat is targeting you. I guess Kat is Hayden on the other side. You want to get rid of Kat. If, if you know she's targeting you and she's got Hayden, you want to get rid of her. But, you know, Laura is not in anyone's alliance either. Mm-hmm. She's She's a free agent, too. Yeah, no, she really is a floater in the truest sense of the word that anybody could just come along and say, hey, we're voting out Tina tonight. You want in? She's like, okay, sure, whatever. Um, yeah. so- or Bonham could Sandra this game. You know, I was, you could, she could make a point at the end. Hey, I was the first person voted out of this game, and I'm here at, in the finale. I deserve this money. Yeah. Oh, my God. So uh, it, it really just blew my mind, Stephen, that Laura Bonham could be here for the merge. Oh my God! I mean, it looks quite likely. What would what is going to happen? Who's going to take out Laura Bonham now? You know, it, she's not anyone's priority now that the people are going, you know, against each other. Let's go back to Cat for a second. Uh, how much of Cat's game here was an overcorrection of her game from Survivor One World? 
Well, in Survivor One World, did she have a game? That's well, that's the thing. So she was very naive on Survivor One World, and it feels like she comes in here to Survivor Blood versus Water, and she's like, I gotta make a move here. I gotta go after Monica because uh, she's strategizing too much. I, she's a threat. I gotta take her out. I think you're right. And I think, you know, probably, you know, you certainly saw it after Redemption Island that all the people who played with Boston Rob came into Karamoan with like, these big strategies that they were going to have because a they had had zero strategy their first time out and b uh, they had learned you know some some lessons from Boston Rob now for the most part they learned them very badly but they they were there nonetheless I'm sure that's the case with like Kim Kim's disciples you know I can only imagine that, that Kim gave Cat uh, some pointers before before uh, she went out to play um, you know and probably one of them was like don't over strategize and look out for people who are over strategizing. Uh, the problem was, of course, that then Kat should have taken her own advice and kept her mouth shut. Mm -hmm. And I love the theory, we've talked about this last season, that returning players take on personality traits of the person who won their original season. Uh, because, of course, it's like, oh, okay, oh, obviously that's what you're supposed to do. And so yeah. we see Kat coming back for the second time, trying to be more Spradlin-esque, but it, uh, it doesn't work out for her. Now, and let me tell you that uh, JT ate a lot on Survivor Token Chains. Yes. Uh, well, we'll talk about whether or not that uh, Tyson is playing the uh, the JT to Otis's Steven uh, later, oh, <laughs> later on in this game. So... Uh, but let's uh, just stick with Kat for uh, for another minute or two. Did we see any evidence that Monica was strategizing all the time? You do see her, like, whenever Kat says that, they cut to her, you know, chattering by the water with someone. But it doesn't ever seem strategic. I mean, she does have a certain nervous energy about her. And it seems that, you know, especially with Brad being gone, um, there's that, that sort of amplified... Um, so I can believe that we are we are supposed to trust Kat's assessment. You know, it, it's it's a 45 minute show. You know, you you've only got a limited amount of time where they can show things, and, and you know, a few shots of Monica just like being chattery. I think is supposed to reinforce that. I, I I didn't I don't think that Kat was necessarily wrong in that belief. On a scale of one to ten, how great was Vetus uh, throughout this entire uh, losing the challenge through Tribal Council? I, I mean, you're going to say 10. I thought 7. I thought I actually was worried at Tribal Council that he was going to come off too strong. Yeah. I thought that he that, that he was going to turn the girls against him because he was acting so self-righteously. Yeah, they call it selling past the close. And I yeah. think that I would have said it was a 10, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop him down to a 9 because he went on, a, laying it on a little bit too thick. But he really did a good job, and really, and he was like all over Cat, and and he's like uh, almost like I rest my case, I like uh like drop, drop the mic, Vetus at Tribal Council. <laughs> we drop, we drop the, the torch. Is that what you do? Yeah, just go over and grab all the torches and throw them in the fire. Yeah. Felt a little bad for Cat by the end of that. Well, she, you know, I mean, for sure, and she was she could she could see it happening, and just like the misery for her. But you know, no no one wants to get voted out. No, yeah. Nobody wants that. Very sad. And then uh, one more note on Kat. Steven, is it true that nobody uh, wants to date somebody who doesn't make the merge? Uh, well, she was, you know, she made the merge in her first season. So I guess, you know, you, you know better than I, Rob. You know, if you, you make the merge the first time and then you don't, does it, does it decrease your status in the community? 
Well, I wonder because uh, there has never been a female survivor that has ever shown any romantic interest in me uh, before <laughs> or after my second. So you'd have to ask somebody else uh, some sort of a, uh, hmm, yeah, you'd have to ask somebody else uh, that question. I would not know the answer. Ask, you know what? I would say it does not count because uh, I, I hear that there are a few survivor ladies that uh, are are into the Russell Hans, and uh, he <laughs> he ended up not making the merge his third time around. So it doesn't seem yeah. to slow him down. There you go. That's the, the lesson, ladies, man. All right, all right. So let's let's talk about uh, this big shift in the game that we had this week. Uh, it's time to talk swap, Stephen. Uh, Woo! Let's talk swap. Let's talk swap a little bit here. Woo! <laughs> so uh, we have this swap, and it seems like Survivor is really having no luck whatsoever when they do these swaps. That we have a completely. It's always you get one tribe that's like a superpower, and one tribe that's just like play the dodo music. And in this instance, uh, we really it's, it becomes uh, now a men versus women season. Well, it's interesting because you know you look at those two tribes and you say, "Wow, the new uh, Tadhana is so overpowered," and they were in the athletic portion of that challenge. But then, boy, those meatheads, right? They they almost lost it at the puzzle. And almost. you know, I, I when I was writing my blog, I wrote a line about how uh, you know how much how much better. Todd Hanna was, but then I had to take that out because actually, you know, you've got Tina over there. She's 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 one of the power players, you know, because she kills the puzzles every time. If Laura Moret was still there, they would have won. Yeah, it would have been very funny had um, Todd Hanna. Is that I don't know. I don't know which trial. I guess I have to say uh, Tyson's team or Tina's team. Uh, okay. I, I've lost track of which team is which. But uh, it would have been very funny to have seen Tyson's team then uh, if they lost the challenge when they got back to the camp. And Tyson would have said, hey, guys, I'm really sorry that Aris blew the puzzle for you guys. That was really, uh, you know, that Aris, he really stinks at puzzles. I tried, yeah. but <laughs> that yeah. would have been. Very funny, uh, but yeah, but that it, it's funny too because the women and uh, v, plus Vetus, they really they they got their pieces in place. Then they just started celebrating like over and over again. Uh, yeah, and it yeah. was like just keep. If they had not done that, they would have they could have won the challenge. Yeah, just if keep they had going. Just it right. Yeah, you know, don't you know, uh, just uh, you know, run through first base. Just keep just keep working. Make sure it's yeah. good. Stop you know jumping up and down. So yeah. that was that was a little bit of a bad job by then. Um, will how long are we going to go with this? You think we'll get one more week with these uh, with these crazy uh, men versus women teams? That's what it was teams? in one world, right? It was two weeks of swap, and then and then they merged. I would bet another week of the, of swap, and then a merge, and that would be right with the episode count, right? This is six, then you have seven, and then a merge at eight. Usually, it's like merges at seven or eight. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like let's just merge next week. I, I feel like uh, it's not too oh, much. Really? I want one more with the swap. I like I like seeing these dynamics play out. All right. Well, then uh, do, give me the percent chance that uh, the yellow team is uh, going to tribal council. That's the, the tribe with Tina, right? I would say it's very likely Tina's tribe is going to tribal council. And I think, you know, either Vetus or I mean, the question is, how deep is Tina's bond with Otis, right? And if it's as strong as we're postulating then it's laura bonham going and if it's not then it's Vetus going okay i would say that it's 100 percent uh lb going if they go to tribal council again you don't think even Vetus was the other boot this time he was the one that they were assuming they were gonna but you think it's gonna be that clear that they, that he's just suddenly because he skated through one he's off the hook for the next 
Well, I think that with the merge, with the merge coming up, I think that Vetus has he does have a bond with with Tina now at least, uh, and Tina can see the writing on the wall that is she's this close to getting back together at the merge with Vetus and Otis, and they have to like start to realize, oh wow. Me and my ally are the only people that have our loved ones. Everybody else doesn't. We need to stick together. I mean, I think that'd be very foolish for Tina to vote out uh, Vetus at this point. But almost, but if Vetus is gone, then the loved one thing is so minimized that it's like Katie is basically just an ally more than she is a real threat, right? No one's voting out Katie, right? No one cares. Um, the only reason to vote out Katie is to weaken Tina, but like... You know, the, the other danger is you've got Tyson there, you've got Jervis. You know, this alliance is getting pretty big. you got Tyson and Jervis, you got Monica, you got Vetus and Aris, you got Katie and Tina. That's that's a seven-person alliance at this point. Yeah, uh, there's still some fat to cut. Uh, you you still have, um, you know, on, on the one tribe, you have uh, Laura Bonham, you still have Caleb, you still have Hayden in the game, you still have Sierra in the game. Somebody's coming back from Redemption Island. So you do have, there are still people to vote out that are not in this alliance. I, I guess you're right. You know, it's just a dangerous game to uh, keep around someone like Vetus. But I certainly see the point. I certainly see the point. So, uh, and again, this is like largely speculative based on, uh, you know, if they don't merge and if they, you know, if they'll yellow, yellow team loses. Um, I'll be so glad when but, we merge. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk. Well, it makes writing that column so much easier. Having to like do like the and then there's also the other tribe part. So it's pain. My life is hard, Rob. It's, it's not mean. easy. It's not easy to be Stephen Fishback. All right. So Stephen, yeah. we want to get your expert uh, testimony tonight on uh, your buddy Tyson and his rise to power. And I got to feel like uh, you got a ton of airtime tonight. Really uh, being set up. I think if you were going to do power rankings, I think he's got to be at number one in the game right now, right? I mean, the only danger for, well, there's two dangers for Tyson. And one is that coming up on a merge, Tyson is going to be a huge target. And Tyson correctly identifies that Otis will probably see him as a huge target at the merge. You know, especially if you've got this Otis, Vetus, Tina, Katie thing happening. Of course that foursome is going to want to go for Tyson. They're the outlier. He's an outlier and he's a, a potential power player. Now, the other danger for Tyson is, is he making a move too soon? Right. You know, we have that conversation with Jervis at the start of the episode where they're very sincerely talking about when do we make a move on Otis? Now, one thing I really liked about that was the way Tyson handled that. Tyson says to Jervis, I'm with you. I want to do what you want to do. And I think kind of reinforcing that bond with Jervis instead of saying, you know, here's what we need to do or, you know, here's how we've got to play it. I think kind of making sure it's all about that twosome is a really powerful, strong way to play the game, especially when you don't have a loved one because, you know, these loved ones, they're going to be, that's going to be on, they're going to be on the same game page for sure in, the, in that way. Um you know, the same thing, I, I thought, the, you know, the way that he handled it, though, at the uh, Tadhana camp was, I just thought, amazing. It was so perfect because he he seems like he's joking around, but then he's also saying these things. He's saying these things to totally throw shade, but he, like, is able to do it in a way that it seems like he's kidding. Uh, what did you think of that, Rob? Yeah, it was really brilliant. I, I really loved that part. Um it was really, really well done. It was really entertaining, uh, really, really well thought out strategically. The only thing that I wonder, and they didn't show it in the episode, I would have loved to have seen a confessional from Otis talking about what he thought about that. Yeah, yes. I, I, I was actually really surprised that they didn't have that. And there were two, I, there were, go ahead. And because they didn't have that, it makes me wonder 
if I and Otis, who I think is a very is a very sharp guy, I wonder if he realized what Tyson was doing. Also, I, I think I I have to think that it's that Otis under this is a survivor winner. I think he understands what Tyson is doing and he's going along with the joke and he's laughing too, but I think he, he knows what's happening. I, he can't if, be oblivious. If you were saying that, then they would have his confessional. I, I think that's a bad argument, Rob. Mm-hmm. I think that if, if Otis were saying, man, Tyson keeps throwing me under the bus, I don't, but I can't do anything about it. I think that's a great confessional to have. Whereas if, Ty, if he's just oblivious, you know, maybe there's nothing, there's no way you can communicate being oblivious with a confessional, you know, like, the That's producer fair. can be like, so, is, is Tyson throwing you under the bus? Well, I don't think Tyson's throwing you. know, then that would give it away. So as much as you love Otis, I, I can't vouch for the fact. I, I can't, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure that he actually does get it. He might just think his buddy Tyson is joking around with him. Because that is Tyson's way of joking around. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you know, it, it, that's going to be interesting to watch uh, going forward. Now, I just scribbled down right here. So um, it's a very interesting situation that we have potentially. So if we get to the merge with the Aris Vetus, Katie, Tina thing intact, those four, can we assume Monica is with them? Yes. Okay. So that's five. Now we have Jervis and we have Tyson and then they're together. And then we have a bunch of other people who are, who are floaters. Do you think that Jervis and Tyson could gather or could round up the likes of the Haydens, the Caleb's, uh, the Sierras? Could, could we get the, whoever comes back from Redemption Island, whether it be, uh, Laura Moret or John Cody, uh, or, or Kat? Uh, could we gather up those people and make a pact to go against the pairs plus Monica? I, I think that's, that's very possible. I mean, you know, the other thing is that there might be three factions, right? You might have Hayden and Caleb and Sierra. You know, they might be a group because, you know, they were on the same tribe for, for a long time, and they're the new players. And they obviously had their internecine disputes, but, you know, they, they might nevertheless come together in the face of this, this other onslaught. Yeah. Hayden, Caleb Sierra is actually interesting because there's a, if there is going to be a merge, there is a, a, a decent chance that either Laura Moret or cat could be the person to come back and they Absolutely. would go to that, uh, grouping of three. So this is I mean, I, a game of Thrones, uh, type intrigue here, Steven, with all, all this power struggling. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I my money's on Laura Moret just because uh, you know she had she came with thunder uh, this episode. You know, if if anyone can count, there's no question now that Laura Moret can count from one to ninety nine faster than than other people. Are you annoyed was, they did the uh, quote unquote puzzle of put the numbers in order? Yeah, you know, to be fair, it's real that puzzle. That puzzle is really just about getting the. Uh, getting the bags fastest, right? And then anyone can assemble the numbers. Yeah. I also felt like uh, that that Jeff didn't really check it either. I mean, I think Jeff also took it for granted that he's just like, uh, I'm done. And Jeff's like, you win! <laughs> yeah. I mean, he doesn't even look at the numbers to see anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I assume that there's like a camera guy who's like whispering. I assume that no, nothing Jeff says is you know coming from Jeff, that it's all being fed to him. Okay, so you think somebody's like, all right, yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, let me see. Anything else uh, with Tyson? Uh, too early to take. Uh, we touched on this a little bit, but do you think it's too early to take out uh, Otis? Um, you know, it's so hard with this 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 loved ones thing to really gauge it. Uh, you know, he's Tyson is concerned that at the merge, Tyson will be a threat. 
What about the fact that Otis will be a threat? You know, I mean, what about the fact, you know, Otis is great mer in a traditional season, Otis would be great merge insulation for someone like Tyson, right? He's also a threatening guy. He's clearly an alpha male. He's more of the leader than Tyson is. He's he's the, the very typical guy who's the merge boot. And uh, that, that's why I, you, know, you think like Tyson making a move at, you know, before the merge, it's like, just wait a move and then you, you're, you know, you're saving yourself, uh, you know, a lot of stress. Uh, it's hard to say with this loved one stuff though, because at the merge, you know, Tyson does have a lot of, you know, strong allies. Or uh, sorry, Otis has, uh, you know, waiting there on the other side for him. Um, so it's it's uh, it's difficult. What, what do you think, Rob? I really feel like it's in Tyson and Otis's best interests to keep the other one around. I mean, I yeah. feel like that once Otis is gone, I think then people say, "Hey, now we got to take out Tyson." And I, I think Otis probably understands this because I think one of the reasons that Otis won uh, Survivor Exile Island was because Terry was around the whole time, and people right. the whole time were like, "We got to get rid of Terry. You got to get rid of Terry. Oh, Terry's so good in the challenges." And because of that, that sort of hid the fact that Otis is also good in the challenges. So people weren't saying, hey, we got to target Otis uh, or Aris, as they would probably would have been saying then. Um, <laughs> those idiots. Yeah, those idiots. Those fools. Um, <laughs> they would have been saying, hey, we got to get rid of him, but because Terry was around. So I, I always think that's a good thing to sort of, you will always want there to be a bigger threat, I think, on Survivor. Now, what do you think of Tyson's strategy of, uh, absorbing as many calories as he possibly can uh, to keep himself strong. Well, that's funny. That was uh, very, uh, very humorous. Uh, all the uh, that and Tyson, the uh, CBS hashtag has made him just the solo coconut bandit. Oh wow! He, he that's that's so interesting. He's gone solo. He's gone. He's gone solo. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's. I think it's good. It's one of those things. Like as long as you don't get caught, but it's a dangerous game to play. Well, it is funny that like it's all about perception. So if he comes over like he's super generous and then starts handing it around, you know, then everyone you can't be, you know, it would take a while anyway for people to catch on. Like, wait a second, this is not full. Yeah. And even then, like, who knows how much liquid there's supposed to be in a coconut? I also feel like um, going back to Survivor Heroes versus Villains, I think it would have been really interesting to see Tyson play this strategy with Boston Rob and how that would have worked. As I think Tyson is a good you know, um, uh, shotgun guy. I, I, let me, I'm trying to think of what's the best way. A good wingman uh, to a guy who is the alpha male in, in the group. I think that's a good, a good spot for him, whether it's Coach's wingman or Boston Rob's wingman or Otis's wingman. I think that's a, a good spot for, for Tyson to, uh, to sort of hide and go deep into the game. Well, and Tyson and Heroes versus Villains was really the glue for that alliance. And you saw that when Tyson left, it fell apart. He was the bond to Courtney. Uh, he was the bond to Coach and Jerry. You know, Rob got all the you know the screen time because he's Rob. But I you know I really feel like Tyson was probably in a better position before he left than Boston Rob was. Okay, uh, let's talk about uh, Red Eye, Stephen. Red Eye talk. Uh, here we Woo! go. Uh, Brad Culpepper is out at Red Eye. Uh, he will join me. Tomorrow on Rob has a podcast for what should be a very lively chat uh, on Rob at Rob has a website. Are you a sports fan? Were you a fan of Brad Culpepper and whatever sport he played? Well, no, because Brad Culpepper, unless you rooted for the teams that he did, he wasn't like like for instance, like Jeff Kent was a you know a baseball player with national notoriety. Brad Culpepper was you know a player in the NFL, but he was not a star 
by any stretch of the imagination, unless you you were probably aware of him if he was on your particular team, but he did not have he was not a national figure in the NFL like Jeff Kent was to baseball. You'd hope that his teammates would be aware of him. His teammates would probably be, most likely be aware of him, but he wasn't yeah. like a um, you know he was not a superstar uh, in his sport as he was. So you're saying you could do better. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here, people. Rob is calling Brad Culpepper out for a football challenge. That's right. That's right. Uh, he was much more of a superstar and uh, a figure of interest in Survivor, I think, than in the NFL. Um, he was great. I would like to see Brad Culpepper again. Forget Monica. Uh, so um, let's go back to last week. Otis says, I want to vote out Laura Moret because I want to send Laura Moret to Red Eye so she can knock Brad Culpepper out of the game. Do we have to now say that Otis's plan was a unequivocal success? Well, I think you can't say unequivocal because Laura Moret now Laura Moret used to be Otis's number one ally, or she thought so, and now she hates him. <laughs> and that you know, she Otis was saying at the start of the episode, you know, I saw the anger in in Laura Moret's eyes. You know, she, she looked right at me and She's gazed feisty. into my soul, and you know, massaged my heart with her claws. Um, More massage talk. It, yeah, well, that was that's uh, yeah. Um, no, so I, I think that's now a real danger for Otis is that Laura Moret is going to come back into the game and she's going to come with thunder. Yeah, this could have been one of those things where it's like you sort of create a bigger problem trying to get rid of the first problem. Yeah, right. Like where you get like you've got like bugs and you get the anteater to eat the bugs and you get like the tiger to eat the anteater. Right, right. Or it's or uh, you you owe uh, you know a thousand dollars on your credit card, so you go to a loan shark to take out the thousand dollars, pay off the credit card, and then, then right. these guys want to kill you. Uh, so that's no good. Any, anyway, right. so how? About, or there's like a fly in your window at an airplane, you punch a hole through the window of the airplane. I mean, that's that's no good either. <laughs> uh, we could do a whole podcast on this. Uh, so. Um, is Laura the odds-on favorite right now to go back into the game out of, out of the three people currently at Red Eye? I mean, I would say just from her performance, you know, I think Laura has a lot of, she's got, you know, A, she's got the experience, you know, which which I, John Cody is obviously quickly getting just from having played a bunch of these challenges. Uh, but I still think that there's, I think that there's just like, you know, playing Survivor and then leaving Survivor then coming back. Obviously, you're just like much better at challenges. You know, somehow it like, it, you know, you, you just see it over and over again. Like, if you only played two Survivor challenges, but they were separated by a period of six months, I think you'd be better at the second one than someone who just played two in a row. Um, I don't know why that is the case, but anyway, yeah, I, I think Laura is, is for sure coming back. What do you think, Rob? I mean, I think out of those three, those three, I think I'd handicap it: Laura, John, Cody, Cat. But like with a large advantage to Laura over John Cody. I mean, John Cody has been impressed. Like, Laura seems more has more fire in the belly to get back in the game. But I think John has been a, a good performer in the, the three or four redemption Island challenges he's been in. Now let's say you are a producer on, um, you know, survivor Ooh. and you're like, we got two challenges and we can choose which one, uh, and one, you know, which, which one is going to be the last redemption Island before the merge. And uh, one of them is going to be bandaging wounded soldiers in the field, and the other one is going to be uh, giving massages. Which one would you choose? So, you, uh, is this sort of like a roundabout way of asking: Would the producers prefer to see Laura back in the game or John Cody? Yeah, uh, I mean, I think the producers would prefer to see Laura back in the game only because she has a story uh, right now in the game. 
Whereas John Cody had basically two storylines of that he was the husband of Candace, who is gone, and he got screwed by Brad Culpepper, who's also gone. So there's no storyline to bring John back into the game. Whereas there is, uh, is Laura, does she have animosity towards Otis and the people that voted her out? So I think that is the juicier storyline if I'm a producer. And there's the uh, Sierra connection, because really we have not seen a ton of the blood alliances uh, play out in any significant way. You know, we've seen the, how they've affected, uh, you know, people cross-tribally, but we haven't really seen the way they've affected people at Emerge. And I think, you know, the producers would probably prefer to have more loved ones in the game at this point. Did you think it was strange that we didn't hear from Katie at all this episode? I thought that was so weird. And where'd you get those glasses from? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, um, Mr. Magoo. But, like, she's coming into this new tribe, but she's got her mom. You know, she's got Vetus. She clearly had to have some voice in that Vetus decision. We didn't hear from her at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, how about the idea to give the clue to Vetus this week? Uh, that was does, weird. Do, well, is that just a shot across Otis's bow of that, hey, I'm mad at you, so I'll give the clue to your brother? But why not give it to Otis then in that case? Well, maybe she's is, the, is Otis like does she think that Otis is too insulated on that on his tribe? I don't know. Maybe she felt like you know. I mean, originally Candace was mad at Brad Culpepper, and they gave the clue to Monica. So is that the move? You give the clue to the loved one of the person you don't like. I guess the thought is that you know Brad was running his tribe, just like Otis is sort of running theirs. Maybe she thinks giving it to Otis, he's not he's not really going to be in danger, but there's a chance to weaken Otis by giving it to Vetus. Stephen, I wanted to get your take on something that came across the wire on Twitter tonight. Um, so there was a a former Survivor winner uh, who proposed the move at Redemption Island should be for oh my a. God. I can't believe you're even giving this like airtime for a, for a player. Uh, for a player, once they get the clue or once Jeff, they give the clue uh, to give it to the person and says, Jeff, what I'd like to do is read the clue out loud to everyone <clears throat> and then give out a fake clue while simultaneously memorizing the real clue. Uh, I, I believe this might be known as the Abby Maria. Uh, do you, what do but you she think? She didn't win, Survivor. Abby didn't win, did she? No, no. That, uh, but Abby Maria was uh, giving out the uh uh, she ha- claimed that she had a clue that she was reading out other things that weren't on the clue at a challenge. Um, Stephen, what do you think of Sophie Cl- Survivor winner Sophie Clark's plan for uh, future Redemption Island contestants? It just goes to show you how much luck there is in winning Survivor because this plan is so harebrained. Um, it, it's it's it, it's a horrible idea, and, and the reason is that as soon there, well, there's there's so many reasons. It's hard for me to even come come up with the first one, but the biggest issue is. As soon as anybody else sees a clue, they're going to immediately know you were lying. And that's going to destroy your credibility for the entire game. The only hypothetical gain that you get is that maybe you can sneak off and get the idol for yourself, which if that's discovered, you're screwed as well. So it's like, you know, if you're in any kind of good position in the game, uh, you know, there's no reason to do that. And if you're not, I mean, like the real danger, you know, Trust is such a fragile thing, and we saw that this episode. You know, um, Kat does something a little bit untrustworthy, and she's gone. And I think for someone to do something like that, where, where it could be easily discovered in the next episode, you know, three days later, you destroy your game over over a, a little, like, Hail Mary pass to nowhere. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's probably not. They need to rethink this giving away the clue at Redemption Island because it was it was interesting for a little bit, but uh, we the survivors basically and and Brad Culpepper have sort of ruined this idea. All right, so we want to get to uh to get to your questions here on Survivor Know It All. So uh you know get your questions in. Stephen and I will get to them in just a second. Uh, I just wanted to uh, talk about one of our sponsors here on uh, Survivor Know It Alls, and that is uh, Hover.com, who are, make domain management very simple for you. Uh, so, Stephen, let's say hypothetically you were a person and uh, you wanted to uh, get the website, blame it on Aris.com. <laughs> There'd be so many people clamoring for that website. You, you know, you've got, you've got all those people. Yeah. Well, you could blame anything you wanted. What what sort of things would you blame on Aris? You know, he, if if Aris is cutting down, you know, if he's punching a wall in your house, you know, that's the kind of thing you might blame on Aris. Absolutely. There's so many so many different things. Global warming. Uh, yeah. What what is you know? He drives a car, right? The government shutdown. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's part of the United States. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so many, so many things. Uh, yeah. The uh, delays in trying to get health care through uh, Obamacare. Yeah. What's he been doing to alleviate that problem? Not getting that website if up. you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Yeah. And maybe if they had, uh, if they set up that website through hover.com, maybe that'd be uh, working a little bit better. All right. So hover.com is the easiest way to get a website set up. You never have to worry about getting upsold on any on anything uh you can get technical support uh with the greatest of ease they have a no hold uh phone policy so uh next time you're next time you're on hold with customer service blame that on rs too yeah but don't blame yeah, it it's on funny you, know, you have the tyson blaming things on rs then you also have laura moret who's going to blame her ouster on rs what if they both want the blame it on artist domain name? Yeah, well, then the first one to go to hover.com uh, and use pr- uh, promo code uh, ROB, promo code Rob, they're going to get 10% off new domain names. So uh, go and uh, first one to get to uh, hover.com wins, and so do you. So uh, there you go, Stephen, hover.com. All right. Domain management made simple. Uh, we make Survivor simple as well for these people. It's, yeah, so, it's so much easier. So much easier yeah. when we're when we're here uh, at our houses too. Oh yeah, I love it. All right, let's get into uh, some of your questions here, and let me bring in Jessica Frey, and uh, she's been monitoring the chat all night long. Jessica, what do you say? We got a lot of questions tonight. Yeah. It's okay. Really exciting. Very, very exciting. Mm. Very exciting. All right, fire away, Jessica. Here we go. Hi, Rob. This question is from JessBug4. No, no, oh, that's, no that's, Je- that's Jessica This question Frey. is from Sean Ennis. Sorry about that. No uh, problem. <laughs> uh, will Hayden swap with Kat? This is a really good question, Sean Ennis, because something we didn't talk about, I have every week I have thought there's no way a swap is going to happen this week. You know, Tyson, Rachel was a maybe. Hayden Cat seems like a very high possibility. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had totally forgot about the swapping thing because it hasn't happened yet the whole season. And I almost forgot that that is something that people can do. Um, yeah. Should Kat and Hayden switch? Um, I don't think there's a should here, right? Because Kat's, Kat's game is done, right? Like her alliance has kind of cast her out. Hayden actually has allies and, you know, still some some play left. But will he? That's the question. Well, you know, Hayden, will, will he take care of his lady? I don't know. Whoa. Uh, Steven, that's personal. Um, <laughs> but, um, well, uh, I 
I don't think he will. Whether he should or not, I feel like uh, is. I I almost feel like that that we're about one challenge away, and I kind of feel like it's like the long term endurance challenge. I feel like he's not the right body type for for that. Now, does right. he know what challenge is going to be next? Probably not. But I kind well, of don't, don't they see? They must see something when they walk out there, right? Before they switch, like they can see what's set up. See, even if he wants to, though, I got the sense from that little clip we saw. I think Kat's embarrassed that she didn't go far into the game. That that Hayden is a win, is a Big Brother winner, uh, and this is her show. And I think she's like, "Oh my God, I'm a minus two in terms of cool." And that's definitely not take it from a minus two, Cat. Uh, you're not a you're not a minus two. Uh, there's not not I know a minus two. I look at a minus two every day, uh, but I, I don't think that she's going to let, even if Hayden says, Hey babe, I'll switch with you. She's not going to let him do it. She's embarrassed. I think. I think so. All right. Next question, Rob, uh, from Tanya Og. Uh, if you're Vetus, does voting cat come with the added bonus of keeping Hayden loyal to you? Come merch. Good question. Uh, it doesn't hurt. I think it's, it's great. <laughs> Vetus, you know, gets none of the blood on his hands. Well, and, uh, you know, he looks good with his former allies. And, of course, the biggest the biggest perk being Vetus does not get voted out of the game. Anything else that happens is gravy. Yes. That I mean, there's, well. it's, there's, there's no second level of strategy of it's like, okay, I don't get voted out of the game. And <laughs> I get there's no end. You just you don't get to get well, even. End. I mean, you can't, you know, there's the life is full of wonders, Rob. You know, it's like. I'm alive, and I'm also in the presence of, like, a great friend. You know, like, I get both. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, that's like every Wednesday. All right. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Uh, this is from Brighttail, who says, uh, what is the possibility that it was Tina's daughter who convinced Tina to keep Vetus? He did save Katie from being booted. Now, uh, I, I think this is a little bit uh, fan fiction here. Because yeah, I mean, you know, we, we discussed the possibility that there was some sort of uh whatever Tina Wesson Wesson Alliance. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's we haven't really seen anything to suggest that Katie had anything to do with that. Yeah, and also that that uh Vetus, when he switched his vote, he saved Sierra. He didn't save Katie. Now, if you want to say, okay, well, Katie, Sierra was going to be next, and then Brad Culpepper was going to vote out Katie, uh, I think that's a little far-fetched. So I know. Well, not, I think the argument is that Vetus, the 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 sort of lunatic fringe argument here is that Vetus <laughs> has been keeping Katie safe from even getting considered. Oh that my whenever god! Her name comes comes up. He's the one who's like, no, Sierra is really the one who we need to think about. Oh my God! All right, so uh, let's take it. Let's take another question from DD Gypsy. Uh, did you get any sense of what Hayden was thinking about Tyson? Who do you think he would be on between uh, Team Tyson and uh, Team Otis? Oh, this is a, such a fun question. Uh, Steven, are you are you Team Tyson or are you Team Otis? I'm Team Tyson. Are you Team? You probably are Team Otis. I know you guys are such great friends, as you keep reminding me. Oh my God! This is like I feel this is like <laughs> Sophie's choice to be Team Tyson or Team Otis. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, uh, what's are you going to choose now? Isn't I don't the, have Tyson to choose. Is the, what? Hayden Tyson's has to on choose. the podcast Mount Rushmore, right? So are you is, so is Tyson. His face? Tyson's been on the uh, in, in full disclosure, Stephen. I believe Tyson's been on the podcast twice as much as Otis. There you go. But uh, you know who who would you choose? Who now you have to choose? But this is Sophie's choice. I don't have to. I don't have to choose because we know, as we all know, Sophie's choice is to uh, read immunity <laughs> idol clues to to everybody. Uh, but let's talk about what Hayden is likely to do. Is Hayden more likely 
to uh, side with Tyson or Otis here. Now, Tyson is eating all his food, but uh, Tyson is blaming it all on Otis. Um, I think he, I think, uh, wow, this is a tricky one. I, I think um, he's going to go with the wind blows. You know, I think Hayden's a savvy guy and he's going to go with whichever of them seems to be doing better. Did you feel bad for Hayden that I did feel a little bad for him that Tyson and Otis and Jervis come in and they turned uh, Hayden Moss into a have not on Survivor. They came in and ate all his food. Yeah, I didn't feel that bad for Hayden. You know, he's a. <laughs> He's a handsome a reality game show winner, you know, although his girlfriend is a pre-merge boot. So there's that to think about. He, when dates, we he dates a pre-merge boot. <laughs> Ew. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, all right, well, who- Artina and Monica. Okay, so Tyler Sloan wants to know, Artina and Monica abandoning the five-person alliance with Otis, Tyson, and Jervis. Is it smart to go all girls to the end for them? Are happy. I no, I don't think they're going all girls. I mean, maybe Monica might think that. They're, well, they're, they're, first off, they're definitely not going all, all girls. They voted out Cat, so all girls is out is out the window. It was interesting how quickly they started talking about like this is our new alliance. We're we're together. We're a group. Like no, you're not. You've been together for less than a day. The funniest thing was when uh, they were all. It was like Tina and Monica and Vetus were walking, and uh, she's like, oh, "Well, yeah. <laughs> she's like, well, the plan was going to be to vote out Vetus. Like, no offense." Uh, and <laughs> it's just like right in front of him. Uh, basically says, uh, "Well, we were, we were going to vote you out, but now let's let's talk through this other thing." Um. You know, it's it's. Uh, I actually thought that was a testament to how well Vetus has played. That the, the, he's made the women so comfortable with him that they're even able to talk about voting him out right in front of him. And like, as soon as people are including you in their conversations to vote you out, you know, you have some leverage. That's good. All right, uh, Nick Two S wants to know rank the winners and losers of the tribe swap. Stephen, I'll give you some names. You tell me winner or loser in the tribe All right. swap. All right, let's start with Otis. Winner or loser? Uh, I would have to say loser. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you with know, that. he goes from having sort of all everything on his, uh, you know, working for him in this tribe to being in a position where, you know, if if Tyson and Jervis want to make a move, they're going to have some very willing uh, participants. Uh, Caleb, winner or loser? This is a tougher one. I think Caleb is a is a loser. He goes from being the swing vote to being sort of, uh, you know, questionable. What do you think about Caleb? Uh, I think that. It- Mm, I think it's. Can we say? Is there? Am I allowed to choose uh, neither? Is it like yeah, a, lat- a wash. lateral say wash. lateral move? Yeah, I kind of feel like uh, you know he had to make a. Ch- he was in like all the focus was on him in that group. Uh, was right. he going to go with Vetus and Hayden or with the, go with the girls? And now I kind of feel like uh, if they vote somebody out on that tr- group, I don't know if it's going to be uh, Caleb. On the other hand, you know, no one needs to keep him around anymore. He used to be essential to these two voting blocks. Now he is not. So yeah. uh, there's that's another issue. Okay. Uh, how about Sierra? Winner or loser? Huge winner. Huge winner for winner. Sierra. Uh, she goes from being the most likely next boot to sort of being, you know, A, her physical liabilities are camouflaged by this, you know, tribe of jocks. And then B, uh, you know, these people are, they got their own grudges, you know? That's great. She She's like made the, the mini merge basically for her. You know, she goes from being the physical liability who was always going to be the next one to go to being the one who sort of skates by. All right. And one more Jervis winner or loser. Loser, I guess. I mean, the argument would be that he was very safe on his previous tribe and there is a chance that he could, you know, somehow shake up at the bottom of a, of a, you know, head to head here. Yeah. What do you think about Jervis? I think lateral move. I, I think no, no difference for Jervis. Yeah. I think ultimately I agree with you. 
Um, all right. So let's see. Uh, let's take another question or two here. Steven, how about uh, from Leah Beth? We just, this is, this is the same question. It's how bad was this tribe swap for Caleb? Uh, we just talked about okay. that. Um, Scott St. Pierre wants to know, uh, Rob, are you accepting today's offer from Tyson and Jervis on Twitter for you to become an official coconut bandit? How rude. I didn't get that offer. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, well, what does that entail? Do I have to go into a life? Uh, of- I'm team Otis from now on. You know what? Screw Tyson. It's been fun being your friend, but this I'm done. Yeah. I mean, is this a life of stealing fruit from people? I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's, uh, I feel like that's like a gateway sort of thing of like, you're stealing fruit next day. Uh, you know, it's like uh, grand theft auto. So I would say I will, uh, I, I would, ha- I would hang out with, uh, with Tyson and Jervis, but I don't want to be a, a fruit stealer. Do you think that's going to be the next grand theft auto like coconut growth? <laughs> coconut bandits. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, Hey, Hey Rob, uh, Natalie uh, wants to know Natalie Chicago Wants to know, based on previous two seasons with Redemption Island, there should be one more tribal before Merge. Do you think Tyson would throw it to get out Otis? Oh, boy. Tyson doesn't seem like the challenge-throwing guy to me. Yeah, I don't think so. I I think that... I mean, why would you need to do it now? Is it like, uh, okay, well, let me... We can get out Otis now while his allies, Tina and Katie and Vetus... I mean, that's sort yeah. of... That I mean, but I feel like that sort of requires Tyson to sort of be um, omniscient and know what everybody is thinking on the other tribe. I, I does Tyson know? I mean, for all Tyson knows, that Vetus just got voted out. It's a tricky one. Well, but he'll know at the, at the challenge who gets voted out. So is the move that then Tyson would say, "All right, the move is everybody. We're gonna throw the challenge if Vetus uh, is still there, and if not, we're going to go and try to win the challenge." Well, he'll know Redemption Island who's voted out, right? And then he'll see if they, they can they can plan in advance. I guess I mean, so. It's a little, uh, little too cute. Yeah, I, I I don't I agree. I think that you know sometimes I do think throwing a challenge is actually not a horrible move. Um, yeah. You know, I, I actually didn't hate when um, uh, the season twenty two when when that they did it to get rid of Russell Hance, but mm-hmm. uh, you know even though Jeff castigated them for it, you know yeah. it could have been a good move. But I think in this situation where there's so many variables. You just can't know, you know, with Redemption Island in play, with the loved ones, so much going on. Like, why, why screw around with that? You know, you, you're, you're potentially, whenever you throw a challenge, you're potentially putting yourself up for elimination. It's too risky here. Right. I have to say that I'm definitely, I'm not one of these people that's like, oh my God, you never throw the challenge. Like some people get on Twitter. Uh, I am not, uh, I think there are shades of gray with that, but I don't think this is the right time for that. All right, let's take. Uh, is that Eliza well, you were talking about? Well, well I'm not naming names, Stephen. <laughs> All right, how about from Dave, from David Orman? Is Vetus the best endgame scenario at the moment with a possible Tina Katie alliance, solid three, uh, and or Otis versus the singles? Well, I feel like Vetus's one path here is well, I, I feel like he's got maybe two paths. Well, the one path is the couples alliance uh, to be with Otis and Tina and Katie. And then also, if Otis gets knocked off here, I feel like uh, he could double back and, and sort of be with uh, Caleb and Hayden and company. Sierra. Uh, so he's got some room to play, is what you're saying. And I actually think the fact that... He's got a couple of outs the, here. Uh, the, uh, you know, the brother bond being perceived as weaker, I think helps Vetus a lot uh, because, you know, no one is going to think that Katie and Tina will ever turn on each other, but you, you could see it. You could believe it if, if Vetus said something to you like that, you know? 
Yeah, I, I could see it. All right. So, uh, Stephen, actually, I wanted to uh, play something for you. Uh, oh. Well, first off, let me ask you about the uh, the fishy this week. Uh, who, yeah. who who gets the fishy? Are you splitting it three ways? Are you can you do that, King Solomon? I well, I was go- I was going to split it three ways uh, between uh, uh, Vetus, Monica, and Cat, and I, I just ran out of space, so I had to sort of remove the section about Cat, and now it's getting split two ways between Vetus and Monica. Okay. Um, and then they have to see whoever really wants it the most then says, uh, I don't want the fishy you cut in half. The other person, right. Exactly. Right. So, uh, Stephen, now last week uh, you gave a fishy to Otis, correct? Highly contentious decision. Okay. Well, was that the first fishy ever for Otis? Yes, it was. Big, okay. big, big day for Otis. Really big day. Well, you know, Stephen, uh, the last time I have had Otis on the podcast, uh, we actually discussed the subject oh, wow. of Otis, of uh, if he was to ever return to Survivor, uh, and the possibility of winning a fishy. Can I play this clip for you? Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm excited. All right, here we go. This is Otis from, uh, this is from uh, March 21st, 2013. <laughs> I want to go back on Survivor. Just, I want to go back on Survivor just so that I'm eligible for. Yeah, oh, I, I'll, I will give massages all day long if it means I get a fishy. Whoa, because I know that 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 was that's how you get one. Well, apparently Jeff got oh, one for that. <laughs> well, the way he handled Brandoni. Good for Jeff. Steven, how about that? So not only did Otis say, I will go back on Survivor uh, just to get a fishy. He said, I will give I will give massages to win wow. a fishy. Who I'm, knew? Otis went in with such like a massage-friendly game plan. <laughs> he knew that the way to win a fishy was to be involved in massages in some way. And he was right. Yeah. There you go. Future contestants, give or get massages. That's your way. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. Uh, that's pretty amazing. Always, always fun when stuff works out like that. All right. So, Stephen, I know you are a Tyson expert. Uh, we're we're going to talk to another Tyson expert on the podcast tomorrow. The oh, wow. recently engaged Aaron Lobdell returns to Rob has a podcast tomorrow. Oh wow! Um, that's that's a very exciting. She's always she's a great guest. She is a a, a, very, a strong guest, and we haven't talked to her in, in quite some time. But people said uh, with Tyson on the show, and a good a good week to talk Tyson uh, this week. And then uh, we're also going to speak with uh, somebody who played with Hayden Moss on the podcast tomorrow. We're going to speak with the great Matt Hoffman, uh, Stevens Stevens former uh, Secret Alliance mate from Reality yes. Game Masters. As all my, you got all my secret alliance mates. This is a big day. This is really it's like sort of a oh, good. Well, well plenty, to, plenty to talk about. Stephen Fishback on on the show tomorrow. Um, so uh, we are going to uh, talk with Matt Hoffman, and he's going to join me to uh, listen to your voicemails tomorrow. So make sure you get voicemails in, and if you have questions uh, for the Hoff, uh, he'll be with me. So get those questions in three two three two eight two R H A P three two three two eight two R-H-A-P, or uh, go to robhasawebsite.com slash voicemail. All right, so uh, we've got a, a very busy day tomorrow, of course, uh, Brad Culpepper as well. Uh, you're going to want to check out Stephen's blog uh, to uh, find out not just who won the fishy, but also uh, much, much more. Uh, and- well, I mean, yeah, as you know, I've got art from Eric Reichenbach every uh, every episode, and, and Eric proposed something a little bit more. Oh, Eric, this, uh, Eric proposed uh, quite a few things this week. Oh, really? Yes, because uh, in addition... Oh, yeah, to- he proposed. This is a big week for marriages. What's going on? What, what, yes. What's with all these Survivor weddings? So congratulations to Eric Reichenbach as well uh, yeah. for proposing marriage in addition to Hashtag whatever... Hashtag Survivor wedding. To, uh, so, so Eric Reichenbach also proposed to you, Stephen? 
Yeah, he proposed to me. A little bit less exciting for me, although it is a long-term commitment. Uh, so he does art every week for my blog, and uh, which is, you know, perhaps a better reason to check it out than my actual writing. Um, but he's for for the for the one tomorrow. He his idea was I was I was worried it might be you know it might even get caught in the in the the trap of, of people editors. But we'll see. I you know I think it, it was a funny idea. So we'll see. So he has a risque idea. A little bit risque might be the wrong word, but a little bit you know too real is the way he says. This is too real. I thought well too no. real. Oh my god. Yeah. All right. So you, you have to see tomorrow to see what's whether or not it's too real. It's even in the blog or not. All right, so uh, a lot to do tomorrow on uh, Rob has a, on Rob has a podcast. Uh, also, uh, next next week I'm going to do a uh, a special chat uh, on Zbox uh, in between in between uh, when the episode ends and before Survivor Know It Alls uh, next next week uh, with with my good friend Eric Curdo. So uh, you want to f- uh, follow me on Twitter at uh, Rob Sesternino to uh, get all the information on that as well. So uh, what's Zbox? Zbox? Oh, it's like a second screen thing, Steve. And it's a big oh, it's, wow. yeah they got uh second screen stuff uh for all the shows and eric curdo does a lot of stuff with them so uh, i'm gonna join cool. him to talk survivor next wednesday night all right so uh yeah i think i think that's about everything uh if you want to uh make sure you never miss an episode of rob has a podcast or survivor know-it-alls uh subscribe to our feed on itunes and we always appreciate it when you give us uh five star ratings if you think we deserve it and comments on itunes uh steven we were up to number three with this uh, Survivor Know-It-Alls in the iTunes. Not sufficient. Last season we were up to number one, Rob. So, well, we're uh, we're just getting we're just getting cranked up. All those Grantland shows are uh, are standing in our way. So oh, if, God. if you want to help Stephen and I get to number one with Survivor Know-It-Alls, uh, make sure you sabotage su- Grantland. <laughs> yeah, Down, <laughs> download this podcast from iTunes. Go to robhaswebsite.com slash iTunes. And uh, of course, you can subscribe on YouTube by going to uh, robhaswebsite.com slash YouTube. Stephen, thank you so much. Great job as usual, my friend. Oh, the pleasure was mine. I'll talk to you soon, Rob. All right, talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Themes of Survivor Know-It-Alls is written and performed by the Fake Plastic Trees. Hear more of their music at fakeplastictrees.nl.